With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th. With me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests. Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Ablast. Well, we've had a lot of uh, announcements recently, Gareth, which took up um, headlines within our sport. But, um, yeah, since then, the headlines really have centred around Carl Frotch, who came on on Talk Sport the other day. And um, ongoing war of words, really, with himself and Anthony Joshua. Um, yeah, what have you made of it all? Well, it's Frotch on fighting. Frotch has come back fighting, hasn't he? The guy that was going to fight. Who is he going to fight? Jake Paul. Um, no, Carl's a very straight-talking analyst. He's brilliant. On is it on Sky? He's been on recently. Um, not on his own channel. Frotch on fire. No, 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 no. I know he's been on his own channel, but he also, you know, works as an analyst on Fight Nights with Sky, doesn't he? He's, uh, he's freelance actually. He does Sky and others. On his own. Yeah. yeah. He, I think he's brilliant. I think he's a brilliant analyst. I think he's very honest. Had the privilege of covering his career. He's a very straight-talking guy. Um, we we had a couple of ups and downs, but things with Carl, you 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 talk it out, you shake hands, and he's a gentleman in that way, you know. Um, Why? What happened with Carl? What me and Carl? Yeah. Well, I attacked him one day when he attacked. No, no, that was a joke. That one on that Coogan filmed mm-hmm. um, when we were talking to Eddie. I don't remember what Carl and I fell out over. It was something or other, but it was it was just I think it was to do with an article, something I wrote, and. Um, I got cobra for some comment. I can't even remember what it is and what it was now. <laughs> um, but um, I've always been a huge fan of Carl. Um, and you know, I went up to see him in Nottingham when he was retiring and did a lovely piece, lovely, spent a lovely day with him in Gedling. Um, um, got some photos, the Telegraph, did a lovely piece. Um, went to his favourite cafe, um, interviewed him there. He's a top guy. He's got very, very strong opinions. Um, he, he, he's got opinions in the same way that he fought, which is, you know, he doesn't, he'll take a clatter on the chin. He's got, he's always had an amazing chin. 
Um, and he, he fought people, he was a warrior. So his perspective on a lot of things, Fury facing Nagano, he has a fantastic point. I think we said on TalkSport that the WBC heavyweight champion should be obliged to keep defending against uh, guys in the top 10, his mandatories. But he also said, um, if I was in the same position, I'd have taken the money as well. Um, which you, most fighters will tell you as well. So um, whatever criticism is going around at the moment, is, and, it, and it, is, um, it is a little bit of a, of a shark tank at the moment. Um, it's, it hasn't been a satisfactory heavyweight division for seven, eight, nine months. We know that. Um, but Carl's got some strong views. I mean, you're particularly thinking about the, the Joshua one, though, aren't you? Yeah, so this stem, well, I mean, Carl's been quite um, straightforward in his thinking about Anthony Joshua, uh, you know, over the last couple of years. Uh, but it's really picked up again. So Joshua uh, at the Dillian White press conference yeah. gave some quotes. Um, yeah. He said, Rob McCracken's a really good coach. Um, the only thing I'll say, though, is look at Carl Froch's nose. I was getting hit way too much with clean shots. And obviously, Carl's responded since then. Um, so, yeah, your thoughts on Anthony's comments about Rob McCracken? Well, first, Carl was born with that Norman nose, <laughs> you know, and um, it, it's beautifully straight now. And thank God my head kick sailed past his nose from a few inches away when we were messing around one day with Eddie and Coogan Cassius, your, your cohort, um, and, and may I say boss even, um, the, le the leader of of uh, the, the pack of you at IFL TV. Um, and um, now Carl had that nose to begin with. So it, it, he had a very unusual shaped nose. And I say it's beautifully straight now. He's a handsome man is Carl. He's got better with age, like a fine wine. And his opinions are like that as well. That they're, they're, they're legendary. He's, he's now a hall of fame uh, boxer. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying his outspokenness. Um, on his Fighting with Frotch, um, Frotch on Fighting podcast. The, 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 the Anthony Joshua stuff, um, I think it was a little dig at Frotch from Joshua, but it, the, the, the assumption was, or the assumption was rather, that Joshua has said that um, earlier in his career, he got hit too much mm. and that he wasn't taught enough defensive nous from Rob McCracken. Um, but Anthony Joshua was a different fighter then. Um, it was a wrecking ball. It was a wrecking machine for the first 17 fights. Um, you know, look, at, look what happened with Jared Anderson the other day and Charles Martin. I know styles make fights, but Joshua in those days, when he won that IBF title, he was going out to let his hands go. Um, and, and that's what he was doing against the likes of, of Charles Martin and others, Dillian White, around that period, Povetkin even, Alexander Povetkin and others. Um, it changed a little bit with Joseph Parker, obviously it changed after Ruiz. And I think um, what we see now with Joshua is he's been taught different things by Derek James. And I think tactically, they're looking at a big straight ramrod jab against Dillian White, and he's gonna work from behind that jab. And I think Derek James is teaching him more um, uh, about those fundamentals. But I think, if, if I'm honest about it, I thought Rob McCracken was very, very good for, for Anthony Joshua all the way through the amateurs, 
we were around them a lot more in those days as well, up in Sheffield, the EIS, all through the Olympics um, when he won the gold. Um, and it was plain to see that when they were together, um, it was a good marriage, frankly. Um, you know, Rob was totally dedicated to him. And, you know, but that's Joshua's view now. He's he's emerged from it. He's, you know, he's also, and I quite like this about him, you know, having a go at talk sport, everyone's critical of him. Everyone's critical of everyone, to be honest. And these guys are at the pinnacle of their sport. And, you know, as Frotch says, I wouldn't say it in the same way as Frotch, because Frotch is a bit different. I'm not going to say grow a pair, Joshua. You know, it's, but, but I think it was good natured in the way. Joshua's not a nasty person when he gives comments. There's no tone in those quotes when they're put out. Um, and I think my recollections of sitting with Anthony Joshua at the Dillian White press conference when we had round tables, when we had time with him, was that he was very measured and that he was all he was explaining most of the time was, I'm still in love with this, I still want to do it, I'm still a student of the game. Um, and I don't think it was a, a kind of a nasty attack, if you like, on, on Rob McCracken. He was just questioning, I could have gone before because I could learn things from other people. He's had three losses and he's having to find reasons for it and he's having to improve himself. So it's a fascinating situation, but um, Froch on fighting will continue. And, uh, you know, he will... I, I'm just looking forward to him running into Joshua and running into Fury and because Carl knows his way around the sport and he's highly respected. So I think he's he adds something to the mix. He puts a bit of a bit of um, fire in the powder keg, doesn't he, really? Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, he's insistent that it's nothing to do with, um, you know, Rob McCracken. You know, we know Carl and, and Rob go way back and are still friends um, and close with each other. But he, he's insistent that he's making these comments about Joshua so that he learns from them and he actually wants him to succeed. And it's nothing yeah. to do actually with his relationship with Rob McCracken. Yeah, and and, and listen, I, I covered that era with Carl and Rob McCracken as well. And Carl from the amateurs had Rob in his corner. And it was a great partnership, a great combination. Rob McCracken is a great coach and he's a great father figure for boxers and he's a great headmaster and he's... And he's a very sane, very balanced, um, clear thinking, very knowledgeable boxing man who's not after the limelight at all. In fact, it's hard to get strong opinions from Rob. And I really like that a bit about him. And he's always been consistent, always consistent in my do you think? Do you think it's as simple as the fact that Joshua, in his own words, was getting hit with too many clean shots? as to why he left Rob McCracken? Or do you think there was something else, Gareth? Do you know? No, it's, it's, cause he, no, it's because he got beaten by... Um, the tactics were wrong in the Usyk fight, first Usyk fight, I think. Um, I think that was something we all explored at the time. He, what, that he looked like he was trying to outbox Usyk in that first fight. Whether that was the game plan, I don't think it was. Um, uh, sorry, I think it was the game plan. Whereas he should have tried to jump on Usyk in that first fight. Frankly, um, that's my view. Um, but he was a more measured boxer in the second fight. He, he was he went after Usyk a little bit more, and it was an improved performance. But um, no, I think he left McCracken 
because he wasn't happy with that that um, that performance. Okay, just an and, and actually, let me add to on. this. He was still with McCracken when he fought the rematch against Ruiz, didn't he? In Saudi, yeah. So he was. Moving. What did he do? What did he do? He boxed cleverly behind the jab all night. Yeah. Which is probably what he'll do against Dillian White. It will ignite at some point. I'm really looking forward to the, to this fight. I'm really looking forward to the Dillian White fight. I think it's Joshua's fight to lose. He's kind of odds on, isn't he? Um, and I hope he wins it, you know, for his sake. Because he, he's, you know, but, but you can't write Dillian off either. Because he's got a lot of hunger in him still. Actually, just to, to carry on, I'm just seeing some more quotes. Uh regarding the situation from Carl Froch. So he said, my aesthetic, my aesthetic features aside, I'm looking at this as a real dig at Rob McCracken. This is a guy who's a master of his craft. Yeah. I heard what he said about um, Rob McCracken. And Rob McCracken is a man that got AJ out of jail. I'm going to pause now because I'm not going to go into that. He got him out of jail, so do your research. I'm not going to elaborate on that. It's quite strong from Carl <laughs> When you say got him out of jail, oh, what you mean actually physically Literally out of jail? Out of jail. Yeah, no, he's a great influence. He's a great influence on AJ. And uh, as I say, I've said all the things about him. A great mentor, um, great father figure. Um, and and he, he was nothing but good news for Anthony Joshua all the way till Joshua. Listen, he needed a change. I get that. He needed a change. Um, and uh, he wanted an American trainer. And now he's on his second American trainer. And, and that's that's absolutely fine. Okay, just to quickly to round off another news, got the announcement for um, Manchester Arena. We're back there uh, September 2nd for Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. too, live on Sky Sports box office. If Eubank Jr. loses this, Gareth, is he done? I think he said as much himself. Maybe there's a Conor Ben fight when and if Conor Ben comes back. I see he's out of the WBC uh, rankings now, which he was in, but... Um, uh, according to reports today, I think on Sky, John Denon reporting with Sky, I think um, that uh, Jose um, Mauricio Suleiman, rather than his father, his late father, Mauricio Suleiman, uh, the president of the WBC, has said that Ben's been inactive for 15 months, so he's dropped out of the rankings. Uh, obviously, that relates to way back beyond October the, the 8th last year. So, um, or the was it October the eighth or October the first? If it fails me this morning, but it was then anyway. But um, it's there's there's nothing sinister in it. We still await the outcome. We hear what is it's imminent. We've heard for a week it's imminent, and and people were wondering whether Eubank Junior was was withdrawing from that fight with Liam Smith because there was that that Conor Ben fight in the offing. I think it could still happen. It will depend on how Eubank performs in this fight. If it's a razor-tight 12 points decision for Smith, then maybe they'll do, or, or, or for Eubank, maybe these two will do a trilogy. I don't know. Um, but I, th I, I see uh, Eubank needing to make big adjustments, keep his hands up, throw more punches, um, be more balanced in the fight, because uh, Liam Smith's going to stalk him again. Um, mm -hmm. It was still a peculiar finish um in that fourth round um to see eubank crumpling like clothes into a suitcase you know um literally we'd never seen him like that in, in that state before um prep props and credit to liam smith for for enabling himself to do that 
Um, and I think Eubank's talking a good... Eubank always talks a good game. Psychologically always talks a good game. Um, but you, 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 it's going to be a really good fight. It's a really, really big jeopardy fight for Eubank now. Um, and if he wins it, we almost certainly get the Ben fight next. But if he wins it, we might also get a trilogy if it's a great fight. Okay, Gareth, thank you very much for your time. And uh, as always, we'll speak soon. My pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.